Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage! Hi, Z. Hi, Got to be quick, because not only is it Bachelorette night, yes. but 2.0 is in town. He is in town indeed. So you He's... get to live out the romance. It is about time that we saw each other. It's also our eight-month anniversary today. Oh, not I know. An- not, not anniversary. <laughs> it's just eight months that we've been together. Yes. What was the Bachelorette like last week? We spoke about it in almost too much detail. We did, but I fear that it will never get as good as it was last week because we saw the exit of David the International Model, who was the great gift to reality television that the phrase David the International Model would suggest. What an incredible toe rag of a douchebag. Toe rag of a douchebag? Oh, my God. I've never heard that one before. I like it. This guy was really genuinely something else. But there is a part of my cold black bachelorette heart that Mm. softens for him a touch because I feel like he is the product of his own insecurity. See, you're about the redemption story, though. Yes. You you look at everything in this life like an episode of The Block. Like, (laughs) how can I renovate it? And, you know, what can I do? See, the issue was this. Uh, I can't remember most of the gory details, but the one thing that will be etched in my mind for the rest of my days will be the moment that he didn't get a rose at the end. Mm. Now, the, the, the thing that you do as a bachelor or bachelorette suitor is you exit with as much poise and grace as you can possibly muster when you've just been... A, rejected, B, reminded of the rejection by Osher Gunsberg, and then forced to walk out uh, in front of everybody and the entire nation past the girl or boy that didn't want anything to do with you. What you don't do is come up to say what is supposed to be a gracious goodbye and then say, I didn't really want a rose. (laughs) And then explain why you kind of were a bit too good for her anyway. I admire the balls, though. I admire the balls. If you're you're going to do it, because this guy now, he's got his 15 minutes of fame on the douche factor. It wasn't balls. What it was was that thing that we've all done at some point in our past, but the great thing... I didn't really ever care about her. This is it, right? When you're the duck paddling madly underneath... No, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. (laughs) Exactly. I had it happen to me in year eight with a bloke I can't even remember his name now. Oh, with Christy Williamson. She swept in and just smooched him. Do you know, actually, Christy Williamson does come into this story because does. he was actually her uh, ex-boyfriend mm. and I picked up the sloppy seconds. Hey, just one second. I'm getting a FaceTime from my kid. Oh, hi. Where's the kid? I can just see me. FaceTime oh, she ending. She, she, heard, she heard Auntie Rach and bailed. So this guy who I had picked up sloppy seconds from my old dear best friend in high school. Technically he did. <laughs> Okay. I'll, I'll explain the term okay. sloppy seconds to you okay, all right. and to which sex it okay. refers. Okay, later. right. Okay, clearly I've made a mistake there. Mm. However, when it was time for him and I to break up and I thought this is really going nowhere, and it was one of those year eight relationships where you don't you know, do anything. You just sort of talk on the phone a bit and you're apparently boyfriend and girlfriend. So I rang him to say, look, I don't think that we should date anymore. Uh, and when he picked up the phone, I said, oh, can we have a chat? And he's like, oh, I don't think we should date anymore. And I was like, oh, do you think that too? And he's like, oh, no, I just knew that you were going to break out with me. I wanted to get him first. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Don't want to drop a name, Rach, but uh, hung out with a rock star this week. 
Yes. When I say hung out, I mean pre-arranged a 30-minute interview to promote his concert. <laughs> 30 minutes? 30 minutes with none other than Gene Simmons. That's a long time to get. Was that on one of those junket sausage factory numbers where you go through the door at the hotel room and you got 30 minutes? Well, even better, actually. We were given 10 and uh, the old P. Muzz was having such a good chat that when they came and said, look, uh, time to go, he goes, no. I'm fine. He gave you the all clear. And he, so we kept going. It was not, you know, all about rooting into the rest of it. But he is a fascinating guy. Like, ridiculous ego, up himself, the whole 4,000 women thing is weird. But he's just sitting there riffing about history of Christianity. Oh, Threw good in a little bit of crusade action. Nice, Which nice. I'm just thinking, oh, Rachel, you're going to like that one. <laughs> and also goes on about, you know, I don't give my kids pocket money. I never have. You don't give them money for just being. You reward them for doing. We start talking about Donald Trump. It just, it literally was a conversation. Here's why I think he actually said to you to take the full 30 minutes. You're probably the first person in the history of forever that hasn't spent the entire 10 minutes talking about his long tongue, his history with women and all of that rubbish. Well, he said that to me. He, he, he said it to me. God, it sounds so personal. I mean, <laughs> I think we're friends now, obviously. I'm pretty sure you are. He said he said it to me that it's like halfway through. He goes, "Hang on, when are we going to talk about blood and tongue and sex and stuff?" I said, "Dude, it's been done." Like, did you know he sponsors 1,400 kids in Africa? Does he? Like he basically pays for the schooling, the food, and clothing of those kids. He doesn't pay for anything else because his simple view is: if you turn up to school, I'll fill your tummy. Yeah, and he, right. he, he pays for this. And after the interview, he started pulling up photos that are sent from the people in the village to him of how the kids are going. And what an amazing thing to do. If you had that money, yeah, why wouldn't you? Okay, look, root around, buy lots of cool stuff, have, you know, like skulls on your shoes and help out some kids in Africa. He was probably so genuinely surprised to be talking because I could imagine... You know, the whole I've slept with 1,500 women or whatever he had has slept with, okay, right, it, you know, it is a badge of honour for a time. But when that is the only thing you've talked about in every single mm. interview and your career is clocking up to how many decades now, Correct. it's got to get to the point where you're just like, I mean, just read my book. But this is it. Oh, exactly, <laughs> yeah, which is Me, Inc., which yeah. is a very, very good book. But so, so we're sitting there, end of the interview, I've gone, okay, you know what, we've talked about everything. We've talked about his mum, we've talked about his father who was lost in the Holocaust, like all of this amazing wow. stuff, right? Chat, 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 chat. I put out my hand to go and shake his hand and he fist bumps it. And I said, well, he goes... Germs. <laughs> so I've gone, hang on, like Hang on a second. We've shared, we've shared, we've shared. I've clearly shown I'm not a druggie here. I've gone to shake his hand, he's just fist bumped it out of the way and said, Germs. The guy that has <laughs> five thousand women is concerned about germs. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I had a moment where I realised that I know absolutely nothing about sport. I've known this for a very long time, but this week there was like a brown low or a some. There's another. There were two okay, types now of medals. I'll save you from <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> just was going to see. You know that moment in the quicksand where the dog just sits and waits and waits and waits, and then there's bubble, bubble, bubble. Okay, now I'd swallowed a bit of sand. All right. <laughs> There's both Rugby League and AFL Grand Finals on. Yep. The Dally M, which stands for Dally Messenger, is the Player of the Year of Rugby League. Yep. And the Brownlow Medal is named after a player a long time ago. I yeah. Think. Chris? Sorry. <laughs> uh, in the world of the AFL. So AFL is Brownlow, Dally M, Rugby League, which used to be called, and this is one of my favourite bits, is that the Player of the Year in Rugby League, for decades and decades and decades, was given the Rothmans Medal. Rothmans is in the cigarette company. Good on him. Yeah. So the Dally M... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the AFL one. No, Brownlow. No, Brownlow. Okay. 
Yes. Okay, that's the one that's the best and fairest one. They both are. They both are. And they both read out number. Okay. One (laughs) one is the one is the one with lots of attention on the fashion. That's the brown line. Yes. Okay. And the other one, a little bit of attention, but not as much. Okay, right. So actually my point was not to pull apart how little I know about sport. Oh, you were talking yourself up. No, no, no. I was actually wanting to focus more on Nate Fife, who I believe is an AFL player. You actually know. Yeah, absolutely. Best and fairest player with that ridiculous beanie he had on. Okay, right. So my issue is this. The articles that were floating around the day after Mm -hmm. had the headlines, Best Brownlow Speech Ever. Now, I'm thinking to myself... Brill, I want to watch the best Brownlow speech ever. I like an entertaining speech. He's going to go like, you know, I have a dream, you know, Winston Churchill stuff. This is what I'm expecting, right? And <laughs> Find I, them on the beaches. Then. I click on the link and it is uh, 10 minutes of the most boring, what's old mate's name? Nice guy, grey hair, sports dude, Bruce McAvaney? Yes. Yes, him sort of having well a... Well done, I was going to go with Sandy Roberts. <laughs> Thank you very much, I wouldn't know who that is. Uh, and, and while Nate Fife seems like a uh. delightful humble young gentleman, at no point did I feel anything that I felt was justified of the first line of the article, which mentioned the word hilarious. Yeah, see, this is it. I mean, I didn't see it. I didn't even see a grab of it. He talked about his mum, talked about his footy club, talked about his dad. What was hilarious? Yeah, what there, was great? To be fair, I honestly got about three quarters of the way through and there was nothing that was grabbing me. So that really hilarious best oh, speech ever could have happened so, at the last so. minute. <laughs> so, okay, so you're saying yep. that you were three quarters of the way through mm. the sixth sense and you've gone, oh, this Bruce Willis bit's boring. Oh, the kid sees, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know the best bits at the end. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know the crying game? Yeah. You let, get ready for that yeah. to be a surprise. <laughs> Why wouldn't you stay to the end? It was 10 minutes. I know, but... What was the bachelorette on? Okay, wait, wait, wait. If you're going to claim that this is the best speech ever, you have got to get me in from the very start. And herein lies my issue about... baby. uh, Yeah, but sports people in general. I've talked about it with Ronda Rousey. You know, everyone was saying with Ronda Rousey that, oh, my God, she's so eloquent. Sorry about that, Siri. Is there a reason you keep asking Siri questions? (laughs) Why why was Nate Fife's uh, interview funny? No, here's the thing. Uh, Quick Siri question. Yeah. Okay. Ask her, Siri, show me your boobs. Siri, show me your boobs. I don't know what that means. If you like, I can search the web for Siri, show me your boobs. <laughs> I don't think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> not not on the Foxtel Wi-Fi. <laughs> what about this? Hang on. Siri, what is zero divided by zero? Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies. And you are sad that you have no friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. You might notice that my hair's a little bit different, P. Murray. My hairdresser was sick the other day, and so I had to cancel my hair appointment. Now, this is for any woman who is seriously going grey, a fairly problematic situation. Because it's a secret held among two, (laughs) and it's (laughs) one who's done a lot of work to help you keep that secret. Yes, exactly. So it's now getting to the stage where everybody knows. I was at the lights the other day and actually heard a young kid talking about my grey hair to his friend behind me. Really? Yeah, I'm at that point where I'd let it go too long. So I booked in with the hair for the hair appointment, and I'd pushed it probably, to be fair, three weeks later than I should have. I really should have gone to get it done three weeks earlier. Then she 
got sick so she cancelled and couldn't get me in for another two weeks. So I'm at panic stations. I am at full sort of grey on the way mm. mode. And I'm thinking to myself, i got another two weeks of this. And I looked at myself in the mirror. I thought, I'm really taking the piss. I've, t- I've pushed it too far. I'll just go and get a pack of dye from the supermarket. Oh, no, 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 no. What I didn't know before and what I do know now... Is that it takes a certain amount of technique to colour <laughs> a human being's hair. Look, I know it's easy to deride the profession, but there is an entire TAFE course that is in and around this. And you have to be an apprentice for, what, two, three years? Yes, this is very true. But what I also realised is that if you want to dye your hair a certain colour, the knowledge I now have is that you need to go three to four shades lighter than what you want. Yes, you just went a little too much. I- I look like Ozzy Osbourne, let's be honest. I actually think, now that you have drawn my attention to it... I'm a little emo. For some reason, there's also a little green tinge in there. Oh, that's that's not something I've seen, but that's good to know that okay. that's there. Next time you're in front of the mirror, I want you to think, a little bit of green tinge. See, I thought there was a little blue in there. I've gone blue-black, is yeah. what I've gone... What I've meant to go is dark brown. Mm. And what I've now been informed when I rang my hairdresser and said, help, um, is that you should actually get something that's a few shades lighter. No wonder 2.0's been here for two days and hasn't had a shot at gold. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, welcome to October. Um, As everyone knows, that's the 10th month of the year. It's also my eight-month anniversary. Uh, Not a real thing. (laughs) But (laughs) congratulations. What do you expect as a present? How do you think it's going? (laughs) that interested? Yeah, you tried. I appreciate the effort. (laughs) That's as little as you know I'm all in. Yeah, no, I know. For the record, I am all in. You are all in. But I also know you have absolutely zero time for people. People who celebrate month anniversaries. Look, when you've done a long stretch in the yard like me, <laughs> yeah, but you're see, just essentially weekend attention, doll. Yeah, but you're like I'm the old grey man up the back. You how know, who's long have you had a now? Life term. Twenty years, 20 right? Twenty years, baby. Twenty years. See, when it gets to the stage of twenty years, mm. it's like these things are coming through. You going, know, we're twenty-one, we're twenty-two. The problem with feeling very strongly about somebody and you're not yet at the year mark is that you don't feel legitimate yet. You want to, you want to tick that year off. You want to tick the year off so we're always saying with every passing month we're almost legit we're almost legit because the way that we talk about our future and our life together when people say oh how long have you guys been together and we go eight months they go (laughs) (laughs) see you in a year and whether you'll still be together but i guarantee you say but it feels so much longer All the do you time. throw that one out there? You got to do whatever you oh, can. It feels do. so like it feels honestly like four years, and we've just bought a house. And also, like because we live in different states, we spend like you know stretches of six days together. So really, we're spending almost more time than somebody who's spent eight months together. I mean, you try all the tricks. Yeah, that said, if you actually put together the number of times I've hung out at Dan's place for a smoke, been overseas, had to work early, had to work late. You may have seen your partner more than I've seen John. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a very good chance. Okay, so we are in October, our eighth month of the relationship, and what, also... What does it say about this country that it is uh, the third time this year that there has been a month dedicated to people getting off the piss? I think this is October. Yes. Dry July. Feb fast. Oh, wonderful. Now, good luck to you if you want to do this, but I will simply say this. Welcome to my life. <laughs> I do not put on Facebook, oh, it's my last sip for a month. You look like a f- Dero. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, great raising money, 
great getting healthy. But to sort of go, I'm so nervous about not being able to drink for a month, that is not a good place to be. No, exactly. But also the thing about these kind of awareness for no drinking months that I have an issue with is that when you put on your Facebook page or you say in a social situation, oh, no, I won't have a drink, and someone says, why? And you go, oh, because I'm doing Dry July. They go, oh, my God, that's a real feat. You know what? A fist pump for that. That's thumbs up. You're amazing. You're such an inspiration. I should really do that, but I'm never going to do that. Outside of July, October, and February, you go, would you like a drink? No, nah, I'm fine. What's wrong with you, mate? What are you? Oh, I just, I just not drinking. What are you? <laughs> oh, was your dad a drinker? <laughs> exactly. Oh, was, uh, tell us, like, they think there's a story. They honestly think there's this yeah. big, massive, like, oh, you know, it's really terrible because all I could remember when I was a kid was the smell of cheese on toast and Cinzano from my mother's <laughs> mouth. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. There's some stories that have been rolling around the last couple of days. So if it's not breaking news, what would we call it? Broken news. <laughs> In that it's been broken? I like that. <laughs> Thank you. That's a new segment where we just talk about old stuff that's been circulating for ages. Let's all sing it together. <laughs> Broken news. (laughs) The broken news of today (laughs) is that there is apparently, you know, jailbreaks happening left, right and centre. Some bloke uh, didn't really jailbreak but just buggered off out of the local courthouse and just hopped on the 324 or whatever the bus to Newtown is. Ballsy Ballsy move. move. I mean, it's not like the witness that would be later called to your escape isn't the very same judge who's going to (laughs) decide whether you should go to jail or not. Exactly. Also... He must be really good at that, calming yourself down to look like you're not the perp. I've always said if you commit a crime... If you're on the run. If you're on if a you're run. you're on the lamb. Ex- <laughs> I love that term. Why is it... I don't know. Ra- like a lamb's a baby. I've got no idea. Uh, how does it mean hiding from the law? So if you're on the lamb, okay, yeah, right? If you're on the lamb. If you want to pretend to the authorities like you didn't do it, I've always said your best defence is is walking calmly. Yeah. Because it's never going to be the bloke that's walking down the road. It's always the one that's pissing off real quick. The odd hiding in plain sight. Exactly. Absolutely the best way to be. But it takes a certain amount of composure because the bus stop next to the local courthouse is very, very close. Mm. And also he's just apparently beaten up a couple of corrections officers or security blokes. So we won't compliment him too much. <laughs> but he- We're simply... Acknowledging the situation. Yes, we are. But he's managed to jump on the bus to Newtown and compose himself in such a... If you had one day... (laughs) If you had one day left before going to to the big house... Of course you'd go to Newtown. Get yourself pierced at Polymorph or something. Oh, absolutely. Go have some terrific... I've got to quickly go to the Zanzibar and what? go and have a little... Is it the Zanzibar? Yeah, it is the Zanzibar. But I was just going to quickly say, why is it the Thai that are so big on puns? I know. Terrific, yeah. typhoon. Yeah. You know? um, so old mate's gotten on the bus. P.S. Here's my another issue. Where's he squeezed his Opal card? You can't get on a bus in Sydney without an Opal card what anymore. What an excellent point. That's it. Who re- that's, that's the planning where you've gone, you know what? I'm going to swallow an Opal card. This is it, right? And then, you know, two weeks later. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to tap it on the way out. (laughs) Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, some very sad news. Uh, It's not broken news. It's not breaking news. It's just sad news. 
a 17-year-old who has sort of got off on posing in ridiculous places around the world, mm. taking photos, you know, hanging off a building, leaning off a window, uh, you know, standing on top of a bridge, has died. What a surprise. Trying to take a photo oh. of him leaning off a building. Now, all I will say about this is the word tragedy mm. cannot be used in any stories to describe this person. Yeah. I don't even think you can say accident. No. Because this is not just putting you know, your head in a lion's mouth. Mm. That would be a lion's mouth that had four shotguns in it and somebody had an itchy trigger finger. Yeah, it's less of a sort of, uh, you know, breaking news, a tragic event has occurred, and more breaking news, an inevitable event has occurred. (laughs) The expected has happened. (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I just want to say a very quick thing about Chris Brown. Oh, fire up. He is apparently in the process of or has been denied a visa or is still being potentially denied a visa. As they say, at time of publication, yeah. <laughs> he has been banned from coming into Australia because he, as we all know, beat Rihanna black and blue in 2009, the photos of which still are freaky. Yes, exactly. He's come out and said that the reason that Australia should let him in is that because he could teach people a few things about domestic violence and how you can turn your life around. You know what? I'm really not interested in learning anything from Chris Brown. I'm with you. A thousand percent. What about as well, get up, this sort of, you know, the lefty activist group, right? And look, nine times out of ten I disagree with most of what they say because it's like, ban mining because it's bad for everything. Yeah. I I have written from the, you know, thing that's powered by the electricity I get from coal. Yeah, don't point out the hypocrisy <laughs> of my life where I'm sitting here in my yeah. harborside margin <laughs> disagreeing with capitalism. <laughs> you know how it works, yeah. right? Anyway... They came out and apologised for running an online campaign to keep Chris Brown out of Australia. Why do you think they would have to apologise, Rach? Why wouldn't they apologise? Because some lefty who thought he was on an even higher moral horse said that GetUp was being racist because the immigration laws are inappropriately and disproportionately used against black people. Oh, you've got to be shitting me. Seriously. So we, we have people in Australia who think the worst crime than beating your fiancé is supposed, implied, offended on somebody else's behalf. That is a bigger crime than actually punching someone. That is some great ABS. The thing about Chris Brown that I have never understood is how did he recover from this? I never understand. No idea. I thought, well, look at that. But I'll put the Chris Brown albums away. There's... That's done and dusted. Have a nice life. Yeah. I hope Bye. you enjoy McDonald's in the drive through window number two. Then all of a sudden, hit album number three or two or whatever comes out. I'm like, how? It, but also, what? It, but isn't it connected to that she sort of not I don't, forgave him, whatever, they got back together, they broke up again. Like, she didn't maintain the line of, like, meh, you're gone. Pardon but it's moi. not about her. It's about us collectively saying, sorry, dude, you don't get to play anymore. And also, there are women all over the country in really horrible situations like this who constantly forgive because they're in that cycle of abuse, and that doesn't make the perpetrator any less and guilty I'm for hitting them in the first place. I'm with you. This stuff drives me nuts. I'm I don't you. understand. And yet, he sits there with his millions of dollars like Chris Brown please what are you going to teach me about anything you chump on the behalf of Australia Paul and Rach collectively say get you're listening to Paul and Rach Rach I know there's a lot of outrage in this week's show but why wouldn't there be did you see this nonsense and it is nonsense where the AFL footy show has now had to ban its hosts from making sexist remarks 
because a mum was referred to as a stripper, somewhat unfairly, more importantly, unfunnily. But now Channel Lines come out and said, hey, whoa, 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 footy show, banned from sexist jokes. Now, I'm not saying yay to sexist jokes. I'm just saying you don't like it, you don't watch it. The more people who don't look at it, it goes away. I would say, though, if you take away sexist remarks from the footy show, AFL or NFL, NRL? NFL. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly what it's called. Jared Haynes playing. So, yep. NRL or AFL. What have they got left? Good point. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. 2.0 was flying to Sydney uh, yesterday oh, and... and... Did you meet him at the airport? I go the 10-minute pickup. I don't go the gate. We're past that. Oh, yeah, well... We're eight months in. for so long. Exactly. I mean, you know. <laughs> exactly. You want to know how it goes when I go to the airport? What? Sean stays asleep and I catch a cab. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. At the moment, we're at the 10-minute pickup. So when he was leaving the airport in Melbourne... Uh, one Tony Abbott walked by. Oh, hello. Just casually walking through the Melbourne airport. and Much of an entourage or This was the for... thing I asked him, and this was the thing I wanted to discuss. A couple of metres behind, three people with earpieces in. My question is this. Do you think you ever get used to walking like that, knowing that there are three people just at a safe distance behind you, so it sort of feels like you're kind of walking on yeah. your own, but you're not really? You're essentially a kid on a leash, but yes. it's an invisible leash. Exactly. Now, this is for a former Prime Minister. So that, so it's all happened. It's all mm-hmm. done. So mm-hmm. he has this, what, I presume there's some level of security for these guys forever. But 2.0 brought up an interesting point. In America, you could never see no. the president walking through a domestic airport. But it would just be private plans forever. In this Australia, it. if it was private plans forever, it would be taxpayers' money. Exactly. against the war. And I, I don't know whether they do this when you end up, uh, you know, getting booted out of the Oval Office. The strange thing is, is that, yeah, there is still a security detail. There's not that craziness, mm. but there's still a little bit of a back and forth. But Michelle Obama was on uh, with Colbert, which I'm really digging. Have you seen it? Mm, I've only seen little bits and clips and things, but he is amazing. Good, I dig, mm. I dig, I dig. Mm. Unconvinced on Trevor Noah, the new Daily Show host. Haven't seen any of it yet, but there is an Australian comedian, Ronnie Chang, who oh, scored nah. a gig. Oh, he's nah. good, isn't he's it? He's awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's a great comedian. I haven't seen any of him on oh, the show, but that's He hasn't a been gig. on it yet, but I'm saying is that oh. the fact he's on it, yeah. awesome. Great gig. He should have been massive in Australia. He should have been way, way bigger than he was. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) Michelle Obama told this story that um, the one thing she looks forward to after she leaves the White House, being able to open a window. It's so full on for her that she was given a birthday treat one year a couple of years ago. And remember, she's been in this bubble for eight years plus the 18 months of running, right? So she's been in this for 10 years. Yeah. The birthday treat she got was five minutes out from Camp David once they had gone past the secure gates and they were driving to the camp. She was allowed to open her window one inch. One inch. That's it. And that's the wife of the dude who's actually doing the job. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I think I might have seen the most underwhelming thing that goes on anywhere in the world. And I'd kind of... I'm looking for it with an intro like this. Actually, I probably oversold that. Okay, what? because I'm trying to guess now. I'm trying to think, okay, what is the most underwhelming thing ever? Is it Euro Disney? (laughs) Euro Disney, yeah. Euro Itch at Scratch Hill and what is this? Live music in a cafe environment. Mm. It's just always bad. I, I see you that and I raise you. 
piano in a lobby. The difference, though, there is that somehow the pianist in a lobby, you would see him in the opera house, but there's not a great deal of work for concert pianists, so he does the lobby gig on a Saturday. Correct, but the problem is he's turning around and he's sort of playing, you know, come on, baby, love my fire. <laughs> This song doesn't sound good on piano. <laughs> But the cafe musician is always your amateur musician. Mm. Dude, I'm having egg and toast. I don't need a sitar. (laughs) Exactly. And they're never, because cafes are a smaller venue, they're right there in your face and the amp's right there. It's like, mate, Uh, just go acoustic. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like, dude, uh, please. Lay off the electricity. You can just sit there with, you know, this. That's enough. That's it. Do a bit of, exactly. Do a bit of Xavier Rudd. I was going to drop that, but I wasn't sure if you were aware no, of the work of Xavier is, Rudd. But, uh, is he in the Brownlow? <laughs> He's not well, in, in the NFL. Brownlow. He's not in the NFL. But I did drive past a sign because I was on the Sunshine Coast visiting the fam the other day, and I did drive past a, uh, a sign for the Sunshine Coast Festival and noticed that he now has a band. And you know how it's always Bruce Hornby in the range yeah. or whatever it is. He is Xavier Rudd and the United Nations. <laughs> What does he sing? Can you hear me a little? Oh, a lot of gear about trees. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of stuff about the trees and the sea and the air and the... How could I never have heard of him He's like John Butler Light. Oh! oh, 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 (laughs) You can smell the dreadlocks. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, you know how much I love me Batman. Yeah, you do like Batman. Loves me Batman. Loves love me, me Batman's a bit weird. Love me Batman's. Lo- Batman's me like. Yeah. Just, <laughs> how did I give up on English? I've just gone, what, it's October queue and the racket's feeling a little little warmer. You're yeah. only paid to talk. <laughs> <laughs> this won't be a problem going forward at all. Mm. Somebody's worked out how much it would cost to actually become Batman. These people have way too much time on their hands. How much do you reckon it would be? So if you know the, the lots the of car, gadgets, but the outfit, all the what do you reckon it would be? Well, well, he has a lair and all those. Are we including all the gadgets in the assets? Mm, yeah, okay. It's the, it's the full. It's the everything to become Batman. Suit, car, all of that. Accoutrements. Yeah. Utility uh, belt. Utility belt. Lair. Property prices in Sydney Ooh. in particular are quite high. Good so point. you've already. Yeah, throw that in there. Throw that in there. Okay, all right. Well, you've already dropped a mil and a half there. Uh, or, oh, easily. If you need something with an underground lair, then you're probably looking around five mil. I reckon probably gadgets and things included oh, minimum 15 mil. 682 million, 450 thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars here's the breakdown of the cost of being batman a million bucks just for the cow for the what for the cow the the, the, the mask oh the is graphite. that what it's called it's, it's a cow a cow a cowl oh yes. i never knew that okay. um forty thousand dollars for his cape a uh, thousand bucks for his boots oh, and by the way when i was in los angeles mm. and i went and did the warner brothers tour they did a uh, they show you all the costumes of the former batman now the 1989 Batman was uh, it was it was a big film, but it wasn't guaranteed to be a massive film. So here and there, they had to shave a bit of money, mm. a little bit of costs off. One of those costs were that Michael Keaton dressed as Batman, and this is from the actual movie, had a pair of boots and a pair of Nikes 
that had simply been painted black. Wow. That is the actual costume. I took a photo of it. I'll put it up on our Facebook page. That is the actual shoe worn by Batman that apparently had the cape, the cowl, the logo, the breastplate, the pants, the duds, the utility belt, and a pair of sneakers. This sort of smacks of your high school musical or high school theatre production kind of thing where it's like, oh, we can't afford shoes, just bring some Nikes from home or we'll get the old spray can out. Absolutely. By the way, for those who still give a shit, uh, $18 million (laughs) is how much it would have cost for the vehicle and unsurprisingly, the way that the Daily Mail has simply padded out the rest of the number, Wayne Manor and the Batcave, $600 million. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. This week we're allowed to pull a porno out of our bag because we are not in a glassed-in area, <laughs> even though we are at Foxtel. Hi. But, uh, hi, hi. Paul Murray Live, 9pm, weeknights. Check it out. Sky News. This Sky podcast, News. not at all associated no. with anything they do. Actually, before we get to that, we've got to get to the five-star review shout-outs. And I... <laughs> As I know. you say this with insistency, you're flicking through Flicking through titties. What's I know. her? What's that one? Uh, I don't oh, care what her no, name is. Oh, goodness. So uh, big shout out to our listeners who have gone onto iTunes and done a five-star rating. And a I've comment. decided what we're calling this segment. What? A five-star shout out. Oh, yeah. Love that. Paul and Rachel's five-star shout out. Loving that. All if right. If you say something nice about us, we say something nice about you, which is mostly hello. <laughs> All right, from Rama497. Rama! He's titled this, Love This Podcast. Hi, guys, I look forward to my weekly dose of Paul and Rach podcast. Please don't ever stop. I miss you when you are not there. I get mm. a great laugh. We miss you too, mm. Rama. Thank you, darling. I love mm. you. What are you wearing? Oh, we want to keep you company in the nighttime. Oh, hang on. You oh, don't talk that. to me like that. <laughs> okay. uh, how about John Scott Laffey, who's, uh, who's said, yeah, they do all right. Listen if you need to feel better about your own life. Love you, Mad Rooters. <laughs> That is brilliant. That is absolutely bang on So target. good. Hardcore Troubadour uh, has said, I'd write a positive review just to win Rachel's undying affection. Well, Troubadour, you didn't need to do it because you already got it. But there's no need. Hey, as hey, this don't po- blast past Oh, it. come on. Just let him, let him soak it in. Let him accept the minute of just, uh, you know, say something to him that would be true lovey. Um, uh, Great um, conversation. <laughs> Imagine the date with you. Uh, um. You've just had a little sight into what you're missing out on, Troubadour. Um, very, very this lucky. This is the best 45 minutes of her week. Isn't she it? She puts just... it all into this. Uh, he says, but there's no need to as this podcast is genuinely heaps of fun. It makes very good company on the daily commute. Nice work, R. Corbett and P. Murray. Thank you, sweetie. Good on you, Troubadour. Uh, we've also got Sam Darrow who said, found out about this when Paul gave it a shout out during PM Live. Oh. Glad I found it because uh, you did do a sneaky little shout out. A little cheeky. Well, <laughs> Yeah, look, it's a different side to me than uh, what you may have experienced Very on the telly. Very but I'd true. like to say, while uh, I don't fake it on telly, this is the real me. Yes, it is indeed. And finally, uh, G Lang has uh, titled his message Better Than Lego, which I like. And <laughs> his little message is, the Paul and Rach podcast is like having a three-way conversation, but you're unable to get a word in. <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. Now time for Rachel to read a porno. Alrighty, it is time. That's the crossword. That is, uh, the safe word is... That's uh, the crossword. Oh, no, that's the crossword. No. Keep, oh. keep going. <laughs> keep going. I don't know where the story is in this one. Have we got people elite or whatever that one is that doesn't have the actual stories in it? <laughs> there's just, well, there's just a lot of... 
Where are the stories? Oh, hang on. There's. Are you saying there's just pictures in a porno? Yeah, there's crossword. There's usually. Oh, hang on. Oh no, no, that's jokes. No, we don't want that. Where's the stories? Earlier in the day. Did you? I just wanted to hear you go through a porno. Where is the stories? I'm enjoying listening to you. This is a test to the listener. Of how long you'll stick around. <laughs> how committed okay. are you to Paul and Rach? I'm going back to the back again, looking for the back. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wait, it's got to be in here That's somewhere. a lot of homegirls. I know, goodness. Emily, 25. You're too young to be doing that. Oh, oh hang on. What, what? Helping hand. Why is 25? There you go. Oh, here we go. I missed the stories. There we go. Okay, this today's story is... What's our safe word first? Flapjacks. But no, we can't do flapjacks. Why not? Because it's a half rude word. What have we spoken about? How about something footy related like Brownlow, which is the AFL one? Brilliant. Yes. Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) Well done. All right, here we go. Today's story is called Brownlow Fixation. Oh, wow. I always love when you've got to do the safe word in the title. Along with my ear and belly button piercings, I have a vertical, hmm, Brownlow piercing near my Brownlow. I laser my Brownlow hair too, so I'm... Totally smooth. <laughs> Sometimes I think my hubby enjoys brown lowing me more than he does brown lowing. Which... Really not a good safe word. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't bother me too much because every chick likes some quality brown low. Gavin was going brown low the other night and tried a new technique we'd read about of chilling his brown low with ice cubes. A bit painful for him, but worth it for me. The sensation on my brown low was increased tenfold and the cold made my brown low piercing more sensitive too. <laughs> I don't really feel like I'm covering anything. Okay, no, no, no. I was trying to think, is there a worse word we could have thrown at it this It was week? divine and I got lost in the moment. Mm, brown lowing, brown low, brown low, <laughs> brown low. I almost forgot he needed to breathe. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Gavin was keen for me to oh, Brownlow, 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 and I wanted Brownlow to finish the job. Oh. I felt myself near Brownlow and I Brownlowed his Brownlow into my Brownlow, Brownlow, Brownlow. That alone nearly sent me over the edge, but I held on to enjoy half a dozen Brownlows of Gavin's Brownlow before surrendering to the bliss I'd been craving. Wow. Never one to be selfish, I then Brownlowed my Brownlow on his Brownlow as a reward. Corbett, three points. Oh. You're listening to Paul and Rach.